dear viewers, we are glad to welcome you to the International Roundtable, which is continuation of the conference Global Crisis, This Already Affects Everyone. This amazing conference was translated by volunteers into 72 languages and took place on July 24, 2021. Vital issues were raised at this conference. They touched upon the question that leaves no one indifferent, like technology-driven displacement of jobs, the dangerous vector of AI development in consumer society, the ecological crisis, and the most dangerous climate change and climate crisis. And today, we would like to talk about global crisis, how the relationships between people impact our world. Thank you, Gabriela. And so true, now these are challenging times that we are reconsidering our lives. The huge global crisis that humanity faces now and will face in the near future, all these global problems are the primary threats to society and to every individual. How this crisis affects the life of every person and children are the least responsible for climate change, yet they will bear the greatest burden of its impact. We have esteemed speakers from different parts of the world and we are honored to welcome the participants of the roundtable. Greetings to all. Narendra Riyadh from United Kingdoms. She's a mindset transformation success coach from England. Natalia Florek Schmidt, Germany, social sciences and master of arts and author as well. Swati Chakravarti Bhaktal from India, co-director and head of field research Satyamev Jayate and director, documentary filmmaker, director Rubari Roshni. She also likes to add that she's a mother to Nayantara and Nishant. We also have uh, and uh, we have Antonina. She's from uh, Ukraine and an educator. So welcome everyone uh, to this roundtable. Thank you so much, Kusum, and uh, thank you to our great guests, and we really appreciate it that they are joining this roundtable round today with us. And also, very big thanks to all people, to people who are not indifferent to the problems which we see today in the society. Because um, if we are acting upon these problems, and we are actually talking about them, we are making people aware of these important issues and these important topics. And also thanks not to only our guests, but every single person on the world who is not indifferent. And we're also happy to announce that the new conference will be held uh, as a consequence of this conference, which we mentioned already before, the global crisis, which already affects everyone. And this con conference will take place on December 4th. And the name of this conference will be Global Crisis, Time for the Truth. And this conference will expand on the topic of climate and environmental disasters. Thank you. So every year, the environmental situation in the world rapidly deteriorates, and we see that the world is on the brink of global environmental disaster. There's pollution, deforestation, contamination of oceans, extinction of animals, depletion of natural resources. So it's very important for people to consolidate globally to overcome these threats, and the role of awareness of the entire world community is imperative. So now let's watch the video from the conference.
Fight. There has been a tremendous technical breakthrough in the world. Every day, neural networks are successfully replacing millions of people in all professions. The unemployment rate has reached a critical level. The planet's ecosystem is destroyed. The number of cataclysms is increasing every day. There are no safe areas left on the planet. already happening but there is still a chance to change everything thank you so much to technical support for this uh, great video uh, like many other videos which were played at the conference and uh, they're really touching hearts. And the good news is, yes, there is still a chance. We can still change something. And uh, now we would like to ask our guests uh, to share uh, their impressions on the conference, on the topics which were actually raised there, like the problem with the climate change, the problem with the AI, artificial intelligence displacing jobs and so on. And uh, we would like to actually maybe start with Natalia uh, Natalia, would you like to share your impressions with us, please? Yeah, vielen Dank für diese Konferenz. Und ähm, äh, warum ich, natürlich war das emotional nicht leicht, sich das anzusehen, aber es war dringend nötig. Denn äh, wir sehen schon seit Jahrzehnten, äh, dass irgendetwas nicht stimmt, aber unser größtes Problem ist einfach, Thank you so much. It was really important and uh, we understand today that it is really necessary because we have seen for the case that something is wrong 
were raised um, at the conference and that has touched your heart. Thank you for your uh, your words. Uh, dear Ms. Swati Chakravarti Bhatkal, can you please share the importance of topics uh, raised at the conference? The floor is all yours. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, it's wonderful to be together with you and thank you for inviting me here. I think that uh, for me, the most important standout fact is that we are people from different parts of the globe, but we are all here together to talk about a common concern and to create a platform of this nature is in itself a very important step. So I congratulate uh, the thought behind this platform. And uh, of course, uh, all the topics that have been raised in the conference are of critical importance to us uh, individually as well as collectively. Uh, we speak about a lot of the disasters, uh, environmental disasters and uh, uh, climate change. I think that for me, with uh, the way I experience life, I see that there is one big underlying disaster that is probably the cause for a lot of these disasters. And that is the lack of emotional connection between people. And uh, somewhere that because we are not so connected with each other, we don't care that much and we continue to live in our own bubbles. So we don't look forward to solving problems collectively. We have lost the ability to have a collective approach. And uh, in India, uh, I could speak from my experience in India, that breakdown of connection is happening at the very basic level within families. And uh, children, unfortunately, are at the receiving end of it. And what we see today is a generation of children in India who are born, brought up, raised with technology. So they are connected to the internet and to the mobile phone as early as the age of five, whereas their parents uh, may be uh, digital immigrants. So they are not digital natives and uh, not realizing that uh, the world of technology can in a way replace human connection. I think we have plunged headlong into embracing technology with a vengeance and forgetting that we need to keep continually building and renewing the human connection with our children. And very unfortunately, just as you spoke about uh, in this video, uh, that artificial intelligence could replace many human jobs and employment what we are also seeing is that artificial intelligence is replacing human connection in a very, very big and rapid way through false sense of love, affection, intimacy that lots and lots and lots of children and adults today are experiencing through social media. And I feel that that could become a huge barrier for us in being able to build any kind of global movement to fight the really big issues and challenges that we face today. So for me, I think one of the primal and basic uh, responsibilities that we as the grown-ups in the world have is to nurture the emotional connection without judgment, without scolding, without punishment, to bring, to bring ourselves into the world of our children to accept them as they are, to accept our own mistakes first, and then to see how can we solve issues together. So this is my little submission. Thank you. 
Thank you so much, Svati. I appreciate this. Uh, I really like how you said that many problems are because we are not connected to each other and we are not solving the problems collectively. And I think, yes, I absolutely agree with you. And um, now I would like to pass the word uh, and also ask about impressions about these problems on the conference to Narinder Riyadh. The floor is yours. Hi everyone, uh, it's lovely to be here and uh, yes it was um, a very heartwarming um, conference to hear lots of um, specialists and uh, scientists come together and speak about these important issues. So it was very educational um, and um, you know to hear about the topics of climate change and beyond um, like uh, artificial intelligence. And for me, it was really a collection of people uh, voicing the truth. And this is something that's very important in today's day and age, in ever-evolving society, to talk about things, all things, and care about the planet, to care about people, and to care about the future. So things like compassion, em empathy, um, connection to each other, these things, um, as was said, are, are getting lost as society progresses, the consumer society that we find ourselves in. But really, um, in order to move forward for the longevity of of the world of of society we actually need uh, people to unite and on the topic of climate change this i see as everybody's um responsibility um and this is exactly what was being said at the conference uh, people coming together and bringing the issues to the forefront of people's minds and reminding people what's actually important because it's easy to just uh, stay silent stay ignorant stay in our own little bubble and think well i'm okay um, you know that's somebody else's problem or maybe that's not going to affect me um, but or really this, these things are going to affect our children they're going to affect the next generation and time is running out so um, the longer we leave it the worse that it gets um, so it was really nice to hear people you know conveying the truth um, with facts with scientific evidence bringing about honesty in order to save humanity for for the long term Thank you so much to bring about honesty in, in order to save humanity. Absolutely right. Also, it you know, uh, it's all about connection and compassion. And that's that's the truth that uh, we spoke uh, at the conference. Thank you so much for your lovely words. And uh, can we now have the floor to Antonina uh, to speak about the conference? It's all yours. Thank you, thank you. Uh, thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here with you today and to um, talk about con the conference. And it's really very big step uh, for our humanity. We uh, talk about this crisis, which happen, hap is happening now, and it's important to say the truth today about climate, about ecology, about uh, technology, and about society, of course, because the, co the cause of these uh, crises, it's only our consumer society. And I think that it's very important uh, don't uh, keep this uh, silent and talk about it with uh, every person from different parts of words, world because um, every person have to know what is happening now because if you don't know, you as like a sleep cat and you don't know uh, what you will do in next step and what will do uh, other people around you and it will be housed and what for this? 
uh, we would like to live in very peaceful world and we would like to build better world for our children and care and care about each other about our children about our planet and uh, so we have to to make very uh, right and important steps in our life and first of all we have say uh, about uh, climate uh, changes uh, change and uh, truth the truth and i think that it's very important that scientists politicians and other people from different um, countries uh, tell the truth uh, don't uh, fear this truth because if we know the truth we can change our future for the better and i, I think that we communicate about it thank you thank you so much Antonina and um, I would like to express gratitude to all our speakers because uh, you know all of you when I'm when I'm just sitting here listening to you I'm realizing that all of you are saying pretty much like a the very similar thing like all of us can see that something is like wrong with wrong with the world right and that the world is heading you know towards some like not not nice uh, future and uh, the great thing is that you know you all see that that there is like the answer if we if we unite and if we actually start like uh, working together which all of you are saying that and uh, that's amazing to see that that you know we all understand that you know we can talk about the truth here <laughs> openly and we are we don't have to be afraid of anything and i don't think there's a time to be afraid of anything and uh, now we would like to also talk about the topic of consumer society which you know is the society we actually all live in right now and we all see it and know it and uh, there's like a common idea that modern society is just developing and uh, striving for the progress and of course we can talk about many achievements like you know technical medical technological advances and so on but why has this way of development led us to dangerous side effects which were actually shown at the conference and uh, we would like to now pass the floor to Natalia talk about consumer society a little bit Thank you so much. Yes. I would like to talk about the conference. When I was watching uh, the conference, I was development of our Western knowledge and our Western culture about the 60th century. And what has become clear in my work is that already since the 16th century, people have tried again and again to change our society. And the thing is that that people have appealed to these intrinsic needs. They appealed to the needs for justice, for freedom, for prosperity. And I'll be a little more specific now. So, for example, in the process of a change, the attitude to science, to philosophy and to morality was changed. And the structure of a whole society was changed as well. And in the end, it turned out that the revolution, so to speak, harmed 
its own children. And so always one elite group had replaced another, so the old elite was driven out and new came in. So I think the most prominent example for us is the French Revolution. I'm sure everybody can remember that right away and an example within the process. And one of those actors of the French Revolution, for example, uh, which symbolize these processes of change that is uh, certain, Joseph Fauché. He started his career as uh, or he was working in a church, but eventually he mm, he became passionate, merciless socialist who fought the rich and the clergy in the name of the poor. And after a long chain of bloody disputes, he became a duke and a millionaire. Just a uh, certain exa example. And this is the process which we call French Revolution. He was a clergyman, first of all, in whom he became. And um, this, we are dealing here with a certain transformational process all along until today. And in order for society to change, there is a certain narrative which is res um, rational for the things that they are different now. And it was changed from time to time in such a way that we, for example, that our view has been narrowed. Let's take it as an example. I started from a church, right? We had a Catholic church, a predominance of the Catholic church. Then takes place splitting, uh, takes place split by Martin Luther. And it ended up, it results in the 30 years war, which dominates in Europe for 30 years. And we think in, in our everyday uh, understanding, we think back on it, people fought each other because of faith. But in reality, if you look closer, it's basically about distribution. It's all about the fact that the church no longer administers alone over the good uh, over which it could have the supremacy, but others who have split off from it, who could claim the same for themselves, they could also claim the right to it, but then it was all about the same thing, about tax revenues and administration, about lands and the narrative that we know now in retrospect. People fought each other over faith then. Let's take another example. As a result, of course, the church lost their power and influence. And um, as secular rules emerge, we call this the epoch of absolutism. The strong monarchs and also the monarchs had to somehow legitimize their power and they said they appointed by the grace of God, only by the grace of God. And that went well for a while until, or so for, for the monarchs, until then 
for example, through trade with the colonies, through the emergence of the factories, and emergence of banking or expansion of banking and uh, new empires to emerge. Let's put it in such a way there were new rich people who wanted to have privileges just like the nobles, but they, the noble ones were entitled to it from birth, but the others, the new rich, could not claim for it themselves. They still belonged, if you think of them in French terms, they belonged to the third estate. So we had first estate, the second and the third the monarchs, the clergy, and then the rest, the third estate. And of course, you can imagine that in the long run, these people were dissatisfied with the situation, because from their perspective, after all, they worked for their money, they did something for it, and they wanted to have just such privileges as those who did nothing for it, who were just born as such. But how can one change the legitimacy of the existing order? Not with own strength. With armies, one does not come against it. What does one do then? Only in the course of 50 years, the role of God, so again and again, I say, was reduced. One again, first to question, then reduce, and gradually, so already more, to the French Revolution, religion was called open or faith superstition. And with that, if there is no God, then the king has no legitimacy to be king, then he can be deposed just as well, which is what happened in Paris or in France. And now, our thought, and then we assumed that we were embedded in the with socio-cultural value context. In the beginning, even before the middle of this split of the Sturges, that there is a God, that we abide by certain rules, that our actions have consequences, now let's see how that has been reduced. After the French Revolution, and this is relevant now until today, every understanding, every talking, getting into discussion or metaphysics, was banned from scientific understanding. That means, as scientific only, the cause-effect connected is valid. The cause-effect connection. So, if I heat the water up to a certain temperature, then it evaporates. And from such a simple fact to the more complicated ones. Why are we doing this? Why are we who are we doing this for? Are we even allowed to do this? Does it make sense to do this? That doesn't belong to the scientific context anymore. That is not a job of scientists. That was the consensus and the split up to the 19th century and beyond. What we saw 
what uh, that context led to was two world war war how else can a scientist think about how to break through to maximize the protection of to kill more if possible that can only if we think in a certain framework only in the framework that just what I that what I research on is good it's a good thing that beyond this this uh, frames it's none of my business so and in the past it was the same thing I'm going to skip some things because it's going to be too long but as I uh, was saying in the past 30 years this has intensified again on our world and uh, it was in the sense that at the point from where I started we still had a reference to God and we don't have that anymore instead we have a completely different point of view this is a market and the specialists of literature talk about this as well this is not even my words that we put a market in a place of God that is a consequence of what we call a neoliberal agenda and it was already swept the globe within the last 30 years if we ask ourselves who or what is market so we know that market is we can go to a certain place and buy something that is market we can trade securities that's market we understand that but what is interesting is what we humans made it of we have created kind of being in our imagination we have endowed this being in certain properties now we run in anticipation Pathory obedience to meet the market. We have created this idea of the market itself and the imagination. We have even made it a kind of a judge. For example, in the university, if someone didn't get along or he behaved in a such a way that it could be assumed that his behavior would not lead to success, then the professor would say the market will judge it. They created an entity out of it. And now, what kind of situation do we have now? We find marking omnipresent. We want to obey it, if you put it sharply. Thank you so much uh, for, for your interesting, uh, interesting speech. And uh, I would like to pass the word to Kusum. Thank you. Thank you so much, Natalia. I think, uh, you know, even though there was a there was a challenge in the in the translation, but I think you're so passionate and you know your words are so profound, and you know uh, what I could understand is that you know we need to have uh, uh, an understanding and discuss this uh, you know uh, this issue all the more. So thank you so much. Uh, coming to uh, Ms. Swati Chakravarti, uh, we know that you're drawn to social questions and uh, you have a desire to engage with understanding issues through people's uh, lived experiences. We want to ask you how relationships between within and outside the families affect our society and what problems are we currently facing in the consumer format? Uh, 
best relationships within and outside of families over to you miss swati thank you so much so uh, i'll try and do justice to that very deep question uh, with my limited understanding i think that what has happened is that we are we live in a very connected world now uh, and therefore uh, the influences that were local Uh, are no longer uh, really applicable so what what does happen especially in uh, regard to the issue of consumerism there are global dreams that are reaching villages and towns where people have probably not even are still struggling at least in india to even get three square meals a day and that creates a kind of conflict and i don't think that it would necessarily be true only of india but what does happen is that consumerism in the world is something like a relay race where you know the first the 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 developed nations have run the first lap and they've handed over the baton to the next you know round of countries who say hey it's my turn it's my turn but what is that baton really that baton is the destruction of our environment and of our globe but the ones who have uh, been looking to the west and looking to the developed countries as role models now want to live that life and uh, somewhere i think that uh, just as relations between people uh, you know are a question relations between countries are also a question and i think that when we try to do something which means all of us coming together at a global level we cannot forget history i think uh, that the previous speaker also made a lot of mention to historical events so i think that for my part of the uh, world in asia there is a big colonial hangover there is a colo- colonial history and now what is happening is that there is a lot of western and influences from across the globe that are reaching our young people through the through the internet and their dreams are changing and the dreams are consumer driven because the world appreciates profit the world appreciates gain the world doesn't appreciate compassion as much as it appreciates money so i think all of us have to make that shift and we have to make it very quickly and we have to make it across levels and across countries so there's a lot of work to be done kusum uh, that's what i really want to say and my lived experience every day is telling me so Uh, you know in india we have this little they we have this really terrible practice that when a girl is married the girl's family needs to give a big dowry to the boy to the groom uh, which means they need to give money and goods and i remember that in a small village a girl told me that when the rich give a give a honda which is a car when the rich give a honda as a dowry the poor at least has to give the hero honda which is the motorcycle so it is the same thing on consumerism between nations it is a competition now really for the so called third world like us to catch up with the first world the problem is all of us are losers in this race so how do we get people to understand that that's really a big challenge thank you so much for your words yes it's true it is a big challenge And uh, now uh, we would like to uh, ask Antonina. Could you please tell us about the seriousness of climate situation today and uh, did you learn something during the conference? Thank you. 
I am a volunteer of Alatra International Public Movement, and uh, since twenty uh, fourteen, I participate in group who research um, in pe with people who research climate change and cause of global climate change, and we um, monitor the situation on a daily basis. And here we have huge amount of facts. These changes that are taking place now are associated with the cycle. And um, it's really true that the CO2 factor is not influenced on our climate today. It's, uh, it influences only ecology. And we have to say about it and explain people this. Because people think that we can um, uh, sort garbage or uh, grow some trees somewhere and it helps us to live in such situation. But it is not true. We can't influence on it. This factor uh, astronomical and geological. And uh, you, can you can imagine such situation in such way. We are on our planet. We are on the Earth. And we are people. And we live on this Earth. And we think that it's very big object. And everything is okay. But our Earth is in uh, the um, Orion arm. And um, and we are in the solar system, and the solar system in the Orion arm, it's arm of our galaxy, Milky Way. And our galaxy is um, not only one uh, in space. Uh, there are a lot of galaxies, yet there are very uh, big distances between them. But sometimes, in one moment, their um, orbits have similar points in which they very close um, interact. I, it doesn't mean that they began, became to be as like one galaxy. No, I don't think that, I don't think that it's uh, now this process. But these galaxies influence each other uh, with cosmic rays. And now the situation is that, and now it is happening. Uh, cosmic rays from other galaxies come to our planet and influence in it. And there are a lot of radiation and very high energy come to our planet. And it's very dangerous. And today um, about this uh, tell us not a lot of um, scientists, but some of them know about it. And you see really uh, heroes of our time, scientists who are pressure from politicians, pressure from a different organization, international organization, but they uh, tell us the truth. Um, it's um, really very hard work to, in such situation, in such consumer society, to say the truth would happen in, in our planet and what influence true in, in it. So, and now, this cosmic radiation and this astronomical and uh, geological cycle influence on all our part of our Earth, atmosphere, uh, oceans, um, and other lithosphere and other part of our planet. And we see now floods, fire, we see earthquakes, very uh, strong um, eruptions, uh, volcanic eruptions. And we see that a lot of people come through, uh, through, one, uh, through the one continent to another 
yes, from Africa to Europe, and they would, would like to find the place where they can live, where, where it will be very safe, safe for them, for their children. And we see that um, a lot of conflicts uh, because of it. And we know that climate we can't change, but we can change our uh, attitude to this. And we have to do it. Because if we don't do it, we will have conflicts, a conflict which uh, influence on all people all over the world and very, and very quickly. Uh, so, and I would like to say some facts that we, that we really uh, can't influence. Very fast shift of magnetic pole an increase in South Atlantic anomaly and a huge amount of radiation hitting the Earth. Uh, core of our planet shifts and build up on one side faster than on, on, on other, which means that liquid core um, became a part of solid core. We have two core in our planet, inside it, and one of it is solid and one of it liquid. And because when they move, they make our magnetic field. And when this part became to, to be this part, we have not liquid. So that is why our core became to, uh, to move in another way. And that is why we have very weak magnetic field today. And it's re really very dangerous for us, for people, because radiation from the sun, and for cosmic rays, influence more and more on our planet system. And now we have a, a very, a very big problem with atmosphere because magnetic fields influence on building our atmosphere. And uh, now we have mixing between parts of atmosphere, and its influence of our um, air. And that means that we have not. In the future, we will not have a lot of uh, air for us. We can't breathe. Uh, water dis disappear. You see that water disappear uh, now in every part of the world. So today, a lot of people, millions of people, children, they have not fresh water. They, can't, they have not conditions to live. And it's a very big problem because... Not only that people who live in Africa or Australia or somewhere or maybe on islands, they, that not only their problem and our problem too, because in, in one, in some years, maybe years, maybe not years, we will have here such problem. Today we have not a lot of fresh water in our lakes, in our rivers and somewhere, yes? And we have very strong rains and other uh, natural disasters. So we have to do right steps and make strong position uh, to change the situation, uh, change our attitudes between people. You have to help each other and how, how we can do it. Really, we can only uh, make and to build creative society, change our principles of life, the first values, it have to be like of people, not money and power. We have to influence on, on other people and explain them. Stop. We can't uh, um, 
we can't kill our uh, people from other countries. We have to live in peace and we have to build creative society to live in peace for everybody and build it. So uh, I think that um, these people who um, act today and these people who participate in such conference on, uh, in a lot of um, international public movement, they are really make very, uh, very strong position, their strong position and help other people. Maybe not everybody understand what for and what, what is it, the steps and what is creative society, but it connects with us. How we explain other people, will we have future? Will we have peaceful life for our children or no? And if we will do it and we act every day, and if we know about it, and if we share with other people, we can change this uh, situation for the better and all technologies we can use to build other cities, to find nice places for build uh, nice uh, cities and um, infrastructure for everybody. So I think that uh, if we tell uh, people about this, and share um, with this conference. I think that we will do it together. Thank you. Yes, we will do it. Thank you so much. Uh, very true, the most vulnerable are already losing their homes, health and education. And as climate change makes crisis more common, it becomes harder to recover from them. So we can all see what is already happening to the climate today, how important it is now to talk about the seriousness of climate crisis. Uh, Narendra Riyadh, we pass the floor on to you to speak about it. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, it's um, we're in a, um, a global havoc, or at least that's where we're facing. Um, and with regard to this question, I really want to speak about actually the future generation, because it's it's not their fault, but they are inadvertently going to inherit a planet with more frequent um, weather disasters and um, events and um, in particular we need to think about how will the children of the future remember our generation where we had the knowledge we had the know-how but we chose to be ignorant for our own convenience um, so things like wildfires floods hurricanes um, hotter temperatures so droughts violent storms, um, heat waves, all of these things, they are life-threatening for the future and dangerous for um, the children, the children who will be adults of tomorrow. And they will face things like difficulty breathing, higher risk of infectious disease. Um, this will in, uh, in particular affect uh, people who are from developing countries, for example, where they have lack of resources, they have a, a, a lack of in infrastructure in place. So if something is damaged, like a school or a university, they're not able to put that back up quickly, you know, so they will then um, there will be a situation where children um, and families of the future will will either be forced to starve or be forced to migrate to more developing countries. Those developing developed countries, sorry, they will then become saturated and again 
become exhausted of their resources so it's like a vicious circle you can just keep moving around in a circle and trying to escape your current circumstances but eventually the climate change cha cha um, challenge will catch up with everyone everywhere um, and if nothing is done now an entire generation will be burdened with disease and illness um, and children in particular because their immune systems are developing so they're more susceptible to disease and and the effects of environment and, and pollution. So if we want to protect our children, we have to make sure the air that they breathe is, 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 is not toxic. Um, and in one sense, we, we, we speak about the advances of uh, technology and uh, AI, for example, brought up in the conference. That's great because that means medicine, medical care is advancing. So that can uh, have a positive effect on life expectancy. But on the opposite side of that, that's absolutely outweighed by the adverse effects of climate change. So who's really winning here and what's the purpose of the work that we're doing? So I, I think we need to, you know, it's so important to discuss this because it requires a refocusing of our efforts in the right direction. And um, this requires effective leadership. So, you know, the, the top bodies, the, the governmental organizations, the decision makers need to come together collectively in order to make uh, and gear ourselves into the right direction as we say uh, to form a, um, a collective consciousness and creative society thank you thank you so much Narendra yes it is very scary what you were just talking about that this is really in front of us and is awaiting us if we do if we remain silent and uh, if we do nothing and uh, Actually, all of our guests are talking about the, the reality and the horror of today, the society, the kind of society, consumer society we live in today. And uh, we are really discussing like an extremely serious uh, state of the climate today and uh, what is awaiting us for tomorrow. And uh, if we will stay in this consumer format and we actually don't change it into the creative society, all of this was Narendra was talking about is going to come true. And uh, I would like to say that in spite of all the horror that is going on and the challenges that uh, we have yet have to face, in spite of all this, that we have a chance and we have a way out of all this uh, dreadful development, and that is creative society. And uh, right now, people from all over the world, people who really care, who are not indifferent, those who are acting, they're showing that we can unite and we can really build the creative society and we can overcome this crisis together. And uh, let's take a look at the short video from the conference, which is actually very inspirational. Today, People themselves, volunteers from all over the world who have a reasonable view of reality, together with scientists and experts from many fields, will outline cause and effect relationships of various crises that already affect everyone. All of us today uh, are divided. We are divided you know, along multiple axes. And that is the fundamental crisis that 
confronts us. If we are able to solve that, we will have a fighting chance to solve for everything else. If we are not able to solve that, uh, you know, science and technology, I don't believe is going to be able to ever, you know, lead us out of the uh, out of the crisis, absolutely the edge of the cliff that we find ourselves on. So I think it's wonderful uh, what what is being attempted. I believe the climate changes is just reflecting the collective consciousness of humanity. So in this sense, everybody has the same, you know, same significance, same importance for the humanity. Each person. Even you are on the uh, lying on the bed, you know, or if you don't, uh, you cannot do any action at all. You are emitting vibration, you are emitting information uh, like that, and you are affecting all the world. So if you have a life, you know, you are changing the world. You have a potential to ch change the world. We're going to be an environment where it's 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 barren land. We have no oxygen, but yet we have you know ten million dollars in the bank. What good is that? You can't buy it concentration of huge flows of people who live according to the principles of a consumer society causes catastrophic environmental pollution in one place. But there is another option, a creative society, in which the highest value is the life of every person. There are no boundaries in the air. There are no boundaries in the oceans. We depend on each other very much. And we would like this problem to be taken with utmost seriousness, as it is our responsibility. We can help guide artificial intelligence to maximize its tremendous potential to enhance society. Now, artificial intelligence may help usher in a golden age of humanity, where we can all live in peace and harmony, free from the scarcity of resources, that have divided nations and diminished the quality of life on this planet for so long. I really believe we need to shift the focus of society from cash to compassion. This is creative society. And I'm confident that we can all work together as creative society to help artificial intelligence become one of the most positive developments. We cannot stay as we are. If we are to move up, then we have to be aware of how to do it and be a conscious agent of that upshift. So information leading to awareness is really everything. That's the key. Programs like this, conferences like this are a very key element. If we can be, be, become oriented towards creating a world, being a creative society, then we can be at a healthy impulse, a motivation for the evolution of life. one country alone cope with these crises? How important is it now for all countries, for all people to consolidate their efforts and build a creative society in the shortest possible time? The question becomes very clear. 
are we ready to change the format of society our relationships are we ready to unite for the sake of our future our children our families and all people on earth to change the format of society where money and power come first to change it to a creative format a format of humanity where the value of life comes first where life of each person is valuable where support and mutual assistance is available thank you so much kusum for this beautiful words and yes um it is it is true and absolutely agree with it and uh, also i would like to now ask the next question so how critical it is to bring people together the unification of potential potential of each of us of every single person under the current conditions and in the face of all crises especially in the climate threat and i would like to ask narinder yeah absolutely so um the current challenge obviously that we all face we can only survive if we actually unite and as we said we live in a consumer society where at the moment we're heading towards every man for himself um people looking at personal gain at, for selfish purposes but this is something that we need to uh, sort of dismantle and take the other way so for me it's it's a numbers game the more people that we get to think in this way the 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 if we make that the the majority type the way that we think then we'll be able to break barriers and make decisions based on this unification and this collective consciousness that we need um for example if we need to cut greenhouse emissions um we need to do these things otherwise we will be um compromising well-being and life expectancy of everybody this is going to affect everybody in one shape or form and it's almost a guarantee it's not a what if um it's more of a when if we don't do anything now then it becomes you know almost as sure as conclusion and that's the reason why we need to step up we need to come together and we need to do the right thing for me really this is about governments and powerhouses decision makers stepping up coming together not working against each other as we see in many formats and we have seen over the last so many years um having like different policies and working in competition and uh, you know for political uh, personal gain this is not the way that we need to keep proceed forwards if we are to make the changes that the world so needs right now for the future and really the longer that we wait the worse it gets so the message needs to get out there in a very profound and impactful way quickly um and like we said unification across the different governments is so important because the changes need to come in all sectors in 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 sectors of infrastructure energy housing transport health in all of these sectors so nobody can do that independently and they're all counteractive they affect each other it's like a domino effect so um the unification is is the utmost and prime of importance in order to make the changes that we need but 
from my understanding, we, we, what we have is we still ha see a lack of people coming on board or maybe seeing it for what it really is. So there's a lot of ignorance in society that still exists. Um, and again, because we're nurtured, we're socialized and we're brought up to think about things like um, how rich are we or how much can we gain? What is the profit? What is the margin? And even compete and compare against each other. But this is really not the way that we can actually move forward as a society and as a world um, for example we see that t the temperature is rising every year if we do nothing by 2050 it's going to rise by a whole two percent that's going to have a huge effect on people's lives um, so leaders need to act they need to act in a way that is a proactive because at the moment they're being reactive something is happening and then they're putting the necessary uh, resources in place in order to deal with it and manage it rather than preventing it like they say is um, prevention is better than cure and that's exactly the kind of notion that we need to carry forwards um, because really there's no lack in technology there's no economical barriers instead it's a lack of will and a lack of leadership which is where the effort needs to be enhanced in order to increase awareness open people's minds and take them forwards in this way and only if we unite as one whole humanity can we actually truly solve this it's not going to work if there's different parts of the world moving forwards and and it's you know not in parallel with everybody else so there, there's a, a few steps I thought and what one is the first one is understanding the issue and the impact not not only today but the future impact on the future generation also the understanding that we are actually all one whether we like to believe it or not we, we are all the same uh, we've come from the same place we will go back to the same place this understanding this message needs to be um, brought out then it's understanding the timeline like literally how long have we got based from the scientific evidence which is already out there then the obviously the communication, the communication between all the countries, between the, the thought leaders, the scientists coming together to elevate the information that's out there and make it more intelligent and, and spread the message through communication. Um, and a lot, a lot, I mean, we do have a lot of ways to communicate these days. We have obviously we have IT, we have social media, we have so many platforms whereby communication can be spread quickly. This is why I say that there's not a technological or economic economical barrier we've got those in place um, and, and the general public also need to need to come together to create common goals and uh, have measures in place to protect people from what's about to come and uh, in, in order to do that sometimes you have to think about why do people behave how can you get people to change and a lot of the times it's, it's if you provide them an incentive if there's an incentive to change then that naturally affects human behavior and it will get them to do something differently so these sorts of things need to be thought about and overall the message for me is and for the world I believe is that collective message of humanity um, compassion empathy um, and collective consciousness so all all of these things I believe are so important for, for the unification and carrying this message forward to actually make a difference not just to talk about it and to wonder about it but to put some real actions in place whereby we can change what's what's about to come 
Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you so much for your words. And uh, I absolutely agree. Um, just the only thing I would like to add that not just the leaders should stop competing and start cooperating, but actually all people, all people in the world, because uh, we need to understand that, you know, all these leaders are elected by us and it's people just like us. So uh, we all need to unite and make this like common effort and unite in one common goal in one effort and actually make these changes. But Thank you so much, and uh, uh, I like how you very nicely like put it. And uh, also uh, now, uh, I would like to ask Antonina: um, Are we ready to change the format of society, or do we leave everything as it is, realizing that inaction is a consent to consumerist format in which we live? How critical is now to build a creative society worldwide? Thank you. I agree with you that we have to build creative society in every, even in every piece of our earth because we can't change uh, the, for, uh, the consumerism only in one part and uh, left it in, uh, leave it in another. Uh, it's normal. We can't do it. But we can build creative society all over the world. And, you know, we have one chance and one lucky ticket. It's only creative society. I explain why. Because we have to change not our neighbor or other people. We have to change consumerism in every, in every, in inner us. So uh, that is why we have start for, from us. We have to learn more. Uh, read more about cons uh, about consumer society and creative society and decide for yourself what you choose and when you do it you can explain other people what is the difference and what is the chance and what is the future for you for your uh, neighbor for your for every person of our planet and you know mm, i would like to share with with two examples uh, my uh, a friend of mine asked me today uh, where it will be safe in the world during this climate crisis. And you know, I told her that in uh, consumer society we will uh, face a painful death at any location, even for those who hope to hide in bunkers, because our principles, how we attitude to each other influence in everything, every time, how we behave in our families, how we behave, uh, how we make different decisions on our work or job, uh, how we live, in, um, how, what our position, strong or weak, according to climate change, according to uh, ecology. And uh, I understand for myself that it's very important to learn more about creative society. When I um, listen about, listened about it um, some years ago, I don't know what is it. I don't know how is it. And uh, when I ask myself what I would like to have in my, in my life, stability, peace, um, open information for, ev for, every, for everybody, uh, truth. I would like to know the truth, what is happening now. I would like to have some possibilities to learn more about our world, about everything. Yes, technologies, climate, and other spheres or field of uh, science, for example. 
And I understand that I would like to change myself and after it I can change other uh, aspects of my life. And I began to read a lot of books um, and make a picture what what world would it be in a creative society. And when I see it in details and when I began to learn more, research more, I understand more details in this um, creative society and I really inspire it and I would like to act with it because it's really helped me and help other people to make the world for the better. And I would like to share uh, one more example about inspiration of people all over the world. Because people uh, who knows what is it, creative society, they would like to build it and very quickly. And everybody say we would like to live in creative society today, not uh, in maybe 100 years and maybe 500 years. <laughs> yes, we would like to live it uh, today. And we start to do it today. So in one, my friend, um, uh, she, ca uh, she came to England and met a lot of volunteers, not me, another one. <laughs> and he told her about Creative Society and about the Aid Foundation of Creative Society. Uh, and when she came to home, uh, she saw on, in my social networks uh, post about um, Creative Society. And when we uh, met with her, she asked me why in our country we don't know more about Creative Society. Why in England there are a lot of people who would like to live in Creative Society and they talk and share about it and why we don't know it here. And I explained her because who, uh, that people who learn about Creative Society, they, um, not all, but some of them, uh, don't share this information. And I say, you see, uh, you know about Creative Society. Are you sure about it? And she say, no, I am not. I don't know a lot about it. But you have chance to learn more and explain other people. And in such way, in such way, we have chance to make very nice, peaceful future without crisis, with high technologies, with health, healthy people, with happy people. And these people we are. So let's share and inspire people for uh, to act and solution for everyone. I think it's one, only one chance and one ticket creative society for our world. Thank you. Absolutely. It is just one golden ticket that we have, and that is creative society. Today, everyone already understands that there is no way out of the current situation, you know, in the present day consumeristic format. Thank you so much. I'd like to ask the same question to Natalia Floride. Uh, how critical is it now to build a creative society worldwide? Natalia, the floor is all yours. In principle, also from Zeitraum here. In principle, that is according to the terms. Even before I learned about creative society, it became clear to me that uh, we really should have done this like 20 years ago, already 20 years ago. Uh, we, without much experience, 
I felt that uh, we took the wrong turn. And um, before that, I tried to show that our understanding of the world has greatly decreased over several centuries. The world still exists and functions according to its own laws. Only our idea of it very, very narrowed. And this is not only in our daily life, as we see, but also on a global scale. If this is the case now, it is a task for our entire society, regardless of what part of the world we are in. We need to quickly become adults, and I mean the last 30 years. Over the past 30 years, we have become so accustomed to acting as reasonable ca customers, and that it is reasonable. In the last 30 years, we have so sehr daran gewöhnt, dass ähm, als vernünftiger Verbraucher zu handeln, dass das vernünftig ist. Now we see that although in our view we thought so, the world is arranged differently and it functions according to much longer patterns than our idea has been for several centuries. And if we look at these eight foundations, we will basically find all the common features of all cultures, according to which all people already wanted to live at the time that I began to explore the uniqueness of our situation is that we can instantly exchange knowledge and this is what we urgently need. And knowledge makes us strong. They open our eyes and help us to get out of the little bubble of life to see each other. And although we quickly realized that we have much more in common than what makes us different, the important thing is this, the conference was incredibly important because as I have already said, it brought together many small pieces of puzzle into a whole picture that now there is an understanding, now it is important 
that we share this understanding with each other. And you can see that it works by the fact that I'm sitting here. At first, as a spectacular, I listened to what others said at the conference, and of course, I compared, researched, and now I am one of those who also understand and shares. It is important for us to understand that we are allowed to get out of this narrowed worldview and finally act. That for the last 30 years we have, in fact, been living in a kind of illusion. This is called irrational rationality. On a small scale, we considered ourselves rational. But on a large scale, this was not rational action. When we looked at our surroundings, and thanks to the knowledge that is now being shared, everyone feels confident enough to ask a question about their own situation and share it with other people. This is exactly our task, and I'm sure that we will cope with it together. Durch das Wissen, das jetzt geteilt wird, fühlt sich jeder selbstbewusst genug, die eigene Situation hinzufragen und sie mit anderen Menschen zu teilen. So, genau. Und das ist eben die Herausforderung an uns und ich bin mir sicher, wir schaffen das. Wir Thank you so much. And so today we are United Nations of People. We are United Nations of People of the world and of the system. So we will keep evolving. Thank you so much, Natalia. Dear friends, we would want to sincerely thank our today's guests and all our viewers for their active participation and supporting the Creative Society. Your contribution is very valuable. Please share it with everyone you know. We would like to remind you that today's roundtable was held in continuation of the Crown Conference Global Crisis. This already affects everyone, held on July 24, 2021, and broadcast with simultaneous interpretations in 72 languages, all done by volunteers from more than 180 countries. It was tremendous human effort. There's an understanding that everything depends on your choice. And now just think about it. If we all look for ways out together, we will be looking for ways to a better, happy future. Namaste and thank you. Thank you so much, Kusum. And um, dear guests, dear viewers, um, deep gratitude to all of you that you are acting. And uh, we would like to invite everyone to the next conference that will be held on December 4th, 2021. The conference uh, will be titled Global Crisis, Time for the Truth. And it will be expanding on the topic of climate and environmental disasters. And uh, one more time, thank you to everyone who are who were involved in the preparation of this roundtable there are many people you actually don't see behind the cameras they're translators they are streamers so there are like plenty of people helping with uh, all this uh, can happen and uh, all the people who are broadcasting this on the alatra tv channels and uh, big thank you to all of you and uh, see you at the next roundtable